Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Man, I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. It don't matter how you come with me. If you, if you down doing what I'm talking about doing, lawyers can get this book open. Trained in these words to get the poor, the fatherless, and the widows up out of them penitentiaries. If you down with that, you ain't down with that, shut your goddamn ass up. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard times. And we all had hard times together. I admit I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. Old men yelling at clouds. Yeah, y'all just missed about thirty minutes of that. No, oh, that was more like an hour. I've been here. <laughs> I've been here an hour. So Ooh. find us in real life if you want those uh, HSOs. And, Hot takes. Yeah, some very. Uh, we're going old school. Uh, Friedman and was yeah. it uh, Hayek? We we did a little deep dive on some old school economics. I'm sure the people are going to be. Talking some super sad they missed out on that nineteen eighties early eighties interest rate talk. <laughs> All right, this is Can You Hear Me, the podcast that is whoever we get together. It's just me and Ty this week. I'm Gustav Monteblanc. I'm Ty Webb, and Heavy Longmire. Hello, folks. Is on vacation. Oh, percentage of clothing he has on at this moment. Well, I just imagine as they load up in the Longmire family vehicle. Truckster, as he will. as he turns to look at his family of ladies, and he says, "Hey gals, let's listen to this drive-by trucker song about a woman that murders her husband for making her dress up for kinky sex." Can you imagine the um, the number of eye rolls he has gotten from his beautiful bride over the years? Oh yeah, just based on drive-by truckers alone. And then add on, even though he was, and I that episode may have been lost but there's an episode where he talks about how he's basically trying to expand his oldest musical oh yeah and how she's getting it right i imagine there's a lot more eye rolls there yeah i i doubt she's fully buying into the extent he's hoping yeah dad yeah dad that's yeah, good this dad. is, this is yeah. really good yeah, he I leaves like the room dad. 
flips it over to uh turns it over to what what are the kids listening I to don't these know. days? Bachman Turner Overdrive? I, that they seem pretty pretty current. Yeah. So uh you can find us on Twitter and we love to hear from you. I'm real Gustav. I'm Ty Web three thousand. That Longmire guy, he's changed his title <clears throat> to Heavy Longmire. And the show Twitter account is at Can You Hear Me Pod. And you can always email us your stories about eggs to Can You Hear Me Pod at gmail.com. Our Instagram is Can You Hear Me Pod. Tumblr's Can You Hear Me Pod. I think we got a Reddit page still that I haven't touched in about a year. That's out there. And what else do we have? Oh, we have a website, Can You Hear Me Pod.com. So that's enough of the housekeeping. Let's get down to more old man talk. Where do you fall? First, where do you fall on eggs in general? So I love fried eggs. Okay. Good and to know. I eat them just about every morning with a slice of fried ham with some cheese on it. Man, I love it. I used to be anti-fried egg when I was younger, but now I'm all about the fried yeah. egg. I had a nice little bacon cheeseburger with a fried egg on it last night. I'm not opposed to that. It's good, boy. I've also had the enchilada with the fried egg oh, on top of or it. Or the tamale. Have you had the tamale with the fried I egg? I have not, but I'm interested. That's a New Year's tradition around At the, the uh, uh, web household. Well, that's I'm interested in that. Get you some nice, genuine tamales and throw some fried eggs on top. I don't like scrambled eggs. Oh, I like the scramble. See, I don't. Where do you fall on poached? Uh, higher, it's a little too uppity. I'm higher on poached than I am on scrambled, but fried really? is still my preferred. Now, I'm a, I know that... I don't like the boiled egg. Really? I, Man, like, I love the hard-boiled. Like my mama's deviled eggs. Boy, And that's love, alone. Love the deviled egg. Nobody else. I don't want to eat anybody else's deviled eggs. Really? Yeah. I'm very... And when you go to the family reunions, does your mom make them? Yeah. Okay. Because the family reunion deviled egg is is a good. So when I was a kid... Uh, Heavy on the paprika. You know, my grandmother still goes to the same little church down there at... And they're all getting older. But when I was a kid, it was She's a lot... She's known as Osho now. Yeah. It was a lot bigger. A lot bigger, you know, congregation. And like so 25. When, yeah. Now it's down to like five, but... And I got a whole story about that off air. Hey. Hell, I'll just tell it on air. All right. Roll it. But anyway, multiple ladies that all knew were good cooks. You know, they'd all bring great fried chicken, great all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And there would be all these deviled eggs. But I always knew how my mama made them. She put a little paprika on there just a certain way. paprika. And I would knew what her plate looked like because she had the special deviled egg dish. Nice. And Fancy. I would avoid all of these deviled eggs rode up until I got to hers. And I would. Now, would she eyeball you to make sure or did she care? Oh, no, she didn't care. I mean, so first off, imagine being the mother of Gustav. I'd try not to. That's a hard life, right? It's, yeah. And very hard not. I was a much, even though I'm a picky eater now to some extent, I was super picky when I was a child. And so she had to deal with that and deal with all these old pioneer women worrying about me not eating and you know so it wasn't ex- it, and it wasn't like that brother of yours was a piece of cake either no no but that's a whole another <laughs> that's a other side of the coin that's a Let's whole get his take on the deviled egg he, he eats the deviled egg we we've had deviled egg eating contests you got to get the deviled egg just right though because i mean while i'm a fan of the filling right and that's that's where you get your money 
you can't overfill because then you're reducing the amount of eggs you're going to get to take in. It's a ratio game. I like sure. about a two to one. Like I, I like it about twice as high as the level of the egg. Yeah. But I like it with lots of paprika. Don't yeah. go skinny on that paprika. Yeah, no, it's that's that's her how she rolls it. Uh, I I limit myself now as an adult that has a family to just a couple. Two? I well, if not two, then it's going to be deviled egg farts. Man, I can't do that. I can't go less than four. I, I usually keep it about two, maybe three. That's that's impressive. I, it's but it's it's a. Are learning. you driving? Yeah, I'm driving. Okay, yeah. well that's, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to be uh, driving under the influence of too many yeah. deviled eggs. You don't want to OD. Yeah, over devil. <laughs> I mean, and you got to get the the right amount of mustard in the mix is important too. Oh, absolutely. Because some of them, especially, you go to those fucking family reunions and they'll over mustard those things and i love mustard don't get me wrong but you can't over mustard yeah it, it's a very i think deviled eggs are something that are very easy to fuck up for sure and they look you know they and they can kind of look similar when you go to pick a tray right but you grab a bad one and it'll straight piss you off yeah but we raise chickens go out there get the eggs you know straight from backyard to the Devil them up? No, I don't devil them up. We don't devil at the house. No deviling at no, the house? No, the kids don't eat them. Really? Yeah. What about mama? Yeah, she will, but She not, doesn't make them? She doesn't make them. Huh. So it's just a... Uh, That's probably better for you. It's better for everybody. Cause you don't I, need a tray of those laying out there I, every Sunday morning. I, I, My family's not happy with what I do in, in general. general. Yeah. So if you're adding on extra sulfur... Yeah, that... It's... There's complaints already. Yeah, that that's one too many iron in the fire. Written complaints, <laughs> right? Like you a, got a little suggestion box. I got like a. Mar- I wake up some days and there's like a Martin Luther uh, list nailed to my yeah bedroom door. Your 95 feces. Yes, but my sainted grandmother's little country church. They had a pastor totally wig out. Uh oh. During the service because of eggs? No, cussing. Yelling at people. Snakes? No, not snakes. And this is not a snake handling church here. This is a old school, prim and proper, country oh, bad, boy. southern button, Baptist. Button. I mean, I, I can't imagine what my great grandfather, who was a deacon there, would have done if he'd been alive when this shit went down. Turn and, to page 48 of the hymnal. And most of the, most of the congregation is in their eighties. They got, they got a, a lot of little, blue. They got a little bit of blue, uh, new blood in them uh, coming in, but not much. And so the new ones had to sit through this crazy man. And oh, man. like it was like something just snapped. She said he was fine during the, the start of the service <laughs> and just went like. He just went full apostle? Like total psychotic. I mean, cussing. I think he, yeah, he cussed. Oh, he man. called out specific people. <laughs> and it's a small church. The sanctuary is as big as your living room. Man, I would love to. Have I, seen I would that. have loved to seen it, but I, it it really. Did they have to drag him off the stage? No, he I? left, and they were actually worried because since there was that church shooting down in um, down in the hill country, and the one that happened with the bowl cut guy years ago in oh, the Carolinas, yeah. Yeah. I think he like carries, and oh, so they were goodness. they were like worried that he was gonna shoot the place up himself. Man, to, what a wild and, and ride. like I said, these are all these. 80-year-old people, like half of them can't hear, half of them can't walk. 
It was awful. I bet there was a lot of wide eyes in oh, that crowd. She's still. You get her talking about it. So what they do? Should, they, I mean, they uh, cut him loose, or they he cut take him off? loose. But he, he kind of took off. But is he selling used Fords down I don't know north what of the he's county? Doing. I, I never had been around him. I hadn't interacted with this one, and so I was. Yeah, it was great. I was. I would love to have seen it. It's one of those things. If you don't, I mean, that's the church I went to when I was a real little kid. So it kind of gives you a, a pain in your heart to think about these people that you know having to suffer through it. But I'd love to have seen it. Oh, man. He probably ain't calling bingo at the nursing home anymore. I don't think he's uh, welcome anywhere in that county. I'm pretty sure that the word spread pretty quick. Get him a white suit. Yeah. Some dark sunglasses. <laughs> man, I love that. I know we've talked about it a ton that we're, you know, we're all big fans of the Southern Goth. But, man, some of those back-in-the-woods churches with the pastors that are like a universe under themselves. Yeah. That's a whole nother scene. You know, I had a uh, a real crusty old guy that was a pastor at our church probably when I was about junior high age, middle school age, different church, a little bit bigger, but still out in the country. And boy, he was fire and brimstone. And the way that the church was built, the doors had uh, to the outside from the sanctuary, and there was no vestibule. It was just Bam, you're in. You're in there. And it had the little diamond windows. Oh, yeah. And one in each of the two doors. Deacon standing outside smoking. Yeah, with one thumb. Right. <laughs> but in a mostly retarded guy that was an usher. <laughs> right. That would. Uh, you got to hand him the basket. He'd son. always like to show you how many push ups he could do, <laughs> right. even though he was in his 40s. Anyway, drop and give me seven. So when you would uh, be there for Sunday night service as the sun's setting, that fire and brimstone preacher, his eyes, he'd get red eye from the sun coming in. It was weird. And he was he was definitely fire and brimstone, hell, rapture, tribulation type. There was no same thing over and over. Pretty much. There was very little much grace talked about right yeah <laughs> there turn was, or burn yeah it was a very revelations heavy time for uh i would say not that back then you even got a bulletin that said what the ser- uh, sermon was going to be about but revelations would probably be right standard fare well that always you know struck me funny too because in those small country churches where that seemed to be the standard you basically got the same people showing up. Every, you know, you hadn't got a whole lot of new seekers or anything. No, like no, you got the it, no. same people showing up every Sunday. And then Sunday night, you really, you know, you got your same group. Oh, yeah. And he just just going at them like they'd never heard the word before. Yeah, yeah. And it was hard, hard altar call morning and night. I mean, do you think those 85-year-olds needed to be scared of hell anymore? I, I think they just liked it. You that's know? just what they're accustomed I to. I think that's just what they were. And, you know, it, it was it not just bringing a, the fire. Yeah, it was like, this is what we want. Then after he retired, we got a little more, uh, or actually a little more, a much more likable guy. Still pretty old, but not as old as that guy. About 70. Yeah. And he was much more affable. Fire and Brimstone was still there, but not anything like it. But... Then again, and we've talked about it in the past, we grew up during the satanic panic. Oh, yeah. So. They were sacrificing everybody. You know, that was still a, it was still a common theme. But, but I, and I don't know, I haven't attended a lot of large 
Southern Baptist services. It's always been small churches. And so I don't know, like if you went to what's the, you know, first Baptist Dallas, if you're getting that same, uh, we're going to delve into the, uh, opening of the seven seals type thing every Sunday morning. No, I think you're just getting a lot of, you know, I'm going to tell you how to live kind of thing. Whereas, you know, so when Republican and we'll see you. So when Mrs. Gustav and I started, you know, kind of putting our faiths together, we gravitated more towards the uh, Methodist kind of grace based. When y'all are still running that home church with the cookies and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, stop by sometime. Well, I try to make it up there, but, you know, it's kind of out of the way. Man, so when I was working out in the desert. The high desert? Actually, uh, the low desert. Low. About 13 years ago, I was uh, on assignment in Palm Springs and Indio. Well, I'd go into the high desert every once in a while. That's where the uh, strip club slash pizza restaurant was. (laughs) Okay. It was in the high desert. Classic. And the one of the ladies that at the place that I was working, she lived up in the high desert and she was kind of a hippie type, but she, and this won't mean anything to you, but she was friends with one of the guys from the Jayhawks that left Mark Olson and his hippie dippy wife. And so I was like, man, I need to stay over one weekend and have you like hook me up with the the ex Jayhawk there and we can play the bongos and, you know, sing some rock out some songs. Anyway, you could have been the fifth Jayhawk. That'd be great. I love the Jayhawks. <laughs> if you ever want to get into the Jayhawks, Hollywood Town Hall is the point of entry. That's their second album. Blue Earth is their first. That's a great album, but Hollywood Town Hall is ecstatic. I've but, listened to very little of their stuff, but what I have, I like. The but Law I just Man. Gotten into it. I, I think he got into it from heavy, maybe. But if I see him, he'll probably like. And I haven't seen him in a couple of years. He'd probably sing a song off the Hollywood Town Hall. You know how he can't sing, but he no, likes to sing like a right. five-second And then he just starts laughing at laugh himself. And, yeah. yeah. I love him. Yeah, he's great. He's moving, I told That's, you. I saw that. Yeah. We need to bring him into the fold. Oh, man. He wouldn't He wouldn't know what to do. He wouldn't know what to do. We get a lot of good Muttley laughs, so. I'd love it. Yeah, it'd be a lot of cry laughing. We need to think about that off-air, about expanding our... Uh, internal we'd have to go to him because yeah. he ain't driving this oh no far. no 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 but if he's moving where he, we think he's moving that's not much far from heavy that's true we might could coax him into that so for the people that don't know for the most part nobody that we know with the exception of just a handful of people knows we do this podcast no and we've kept it that way on purpose is to kind of give us a buffer that we can just talk. You know, we don't talk badly about people, but we tell stories and whatnot. And we always change the names or bleep them out in the worst case. The only people I know that know that I do this are you and Heavy. Yeah, you're much more, being the more secretive of the three, you're much more insulated. I have, well, Fake Bailey J, that's a real friend. And then uh, the General's friend, he listens to us. And then my brother knows about it. Your kids now. My kids know about it. They figured it out. They hacked the system. Yeah, but they, they still don't know about me. No, you are an enigma. I've maintained my anonymity. Right. They've never seen you. They don't know. That's probably best for I, them. Yeah. I mean, I. You might want to send them on a camping trip with Uncle Ty. See how they come back. It's bad enough right now that they've become very enamored with my brother. That's that's a rough road to the point where. You know, the two 
the middle of the junior high or almost high school now to um, they have phones, so they'll text my brother about stuff, and that's a little disturbing. I need to block that number. You're going to catch them looking through Auto Trader for a Trans Am anytime soon. The, they paint with a mop. That's yeah. Anyway, you got troubles ahead. There. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you just got to have to. They call him Uncle Salty. <laughs> oh man, yeah, which, you got your work cut out. Which for he, you. he revels in, but he's got a daughter that's about the same age as my middle one, so it's nice that the cousins are all getting together. Because I'm sure he'll learn some things from the uncle that he won't learn anywhere else. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so they all get together. They have a big time. They, he's teaching them about old school wrestling, <laughs> breaking so, out the mask. So I know they've been. I, they come home and my kids are doing Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> <laughs> Mike work. Tell me more about the Ice Man, Daddy. Yeah, they they hadn't gotten into Von Erichs yet. They're kind of focusing on uh, the Tully Blanchard era, the Four Horsemen right now. Um, but it is a uh, it is something, but. I was thinking as we were driving along, you know, based on what you texted me about the lawman, about him and Schmoo, you know, if we had those, I just feel like they would love this stuff. Oh, yeah. And the people would love them. Yeah, they would. But I don't want to open it up too much. I still would like it to have it just be a ring. Yeah, I mean, if we but get I, too much I, local would, exposure, we're like, yeah, we don't want that. Shut it all down. Yeah, really. And I would hate that because I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been good for us three. We've we've laughed. Yes, we've laughed, and we've gotten to meet. We've cried. Some we've held each other closely, tenderly. Sometimes a little long on Heavy's part, but he will spoon you hard. Well, he and he he's not a believer in the side hug. Oh no, he wants full on. That man has never side hugged in his life. Oh, he's sidled up to some people. Sidled, but he'll go full on hug. I think there's and hold a, you. Yeah, there's a story about against uh, his bosom. You know, he, he. I think he thinks he's more well known than he is, even though he's only been spotted in public a couple of times. Well, he's a legend in his own mind. So, uh, he was at one of the big uh, blowout network events, and he uh, sidled, did he announce his presence with well, authority? He sidled up to to Lucy. <laughs> okay, and she had no clue who the fuck this was. <laughs> And then she kind of guessed, and he, <laughs> he was feeling pretty happy. He probably thought she was just putting him on that she didn't know who he right. was. Yeah, yeah. He is one of a kind. He is. He is America's favorite. And if you're wondering, I mean, he is all that. That sounds fascinating. Did he tell us where he was going? No, I don't think so. If he did, I missed it. I'm, I may have missed it. He told us lots of things the other night. Boy, he did. All of it off air. Will have to be taken off air. Yeah, well, all of he it. He went on quite a diatribe. Let's just say that he's got it all figured out. Wouldn't put him in the PC category that night. No. Firing from the hip. With the machine gun. Boy, and just reloading, too. Yeah, that it was belt-fed. <laughs> he just had it, like, strung out like across his shoulders Ooh. like Rambo. He was what I like to call in fine form. Yes, yes. Oh, he was pretty happy with himself, too. I like it when he just... <laughs> like, and me and you just looked at each other like, we ain't ever going to... Uh, we're going to have to edit that part out, because you know, you know he's not going to want that said. Oh, well, sorry. I'll take Heather. that part out. Uh, it'll end it. You know, I loved it when he 
Beep, 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 beep. Oh, man. He was something else that night. If you're listening, Mrs. Longmire, he was, he, he was a perfect gentleman. Absolutely. He was kind. He was a gracious host. We had, we left at a reasonable hour. Yeah. It was, I don't even know if sun was down. He drank water with lemon. Yeah. Um, he enjoyed a couple of triscuits, I think. Uh, maybe, maybe some cheese. I don't know if he, he had some finger foods. Did he, he have was a cheese on. board set yeah, up? Yeah. He had set, set up a cheese board. Fromage. Yeah. He, he's, I mean, I don't want to say genius, but he has culinary skills. <laughs> Could you imagine if Heavy ran a restaurant? Oh my gosh. Well, nothing would get done. Nobody would be able to eat because he'd be glad handing Oh, yeah, the whole he'd be time. talking to everybody. How's it going? It'd just be like those restaurants in our our hometown where the manager would walk around the restaurant greeting people. Right. And you're trying like it, to eat. Yeah. I mean, and that was basically their job. Yeah. He uh, would love that. Oh, he would. Concierge heavy. Oh, That's man. another concept right there. But he ain't going to, I mean, but you got to get past the the outfit that he's going to wear. Well, there's only so many places he can concierge. Yeah, it had to be like a, a hotel and have to be a Tiva zone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't run across many concierge with Tivas. Tivas, cargo shorts, <laughs> and a wrestling t-shirt. Oh man, or a button down with about three buttons buttoned. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Just that little. Just that little bit of scraggly hair little, poking out at you, just gray, peeking, just gray peeking out at chest you. Chest hair, just saying, uh, I'm still virile, ladies. He's he's irresistible. There's no doubt. Oh, he is. I I, I don't I don't know how uh, Mrs. Longmire keeps all the women away from him. Boy, yeah, he's something else. All right, I got to tell you a story I ran upon. Okay, I was at an establishment. Vague. We'll, we'll call it Costco-ish. Okay. Getting some gas. As you will. They got a good deal on gas. You know how they are. Yep. And I'm sitting there pumping gas, and I hear, out of the corner of my ear, a thick Yankee accent. Was it Ginsburg? No. This was this past Ginsburg about three miles back. This was the level of accent to where Heavy would have eyebrowed up and just made a beeline over for them, you know, to let them know. Hey, we don't want your kind here. Yeah. I mean... Can I see your papers? <laughs> and it was a guy about our age uh-huh. and his mom. And he had started to pump gas. And I, I could tell, it, I mean, I could tell it was a weird conversation, but I couldn't tell exactly what was going on at the beginning. Partly because I was trying to fight through the accent and everything. Can't stand accents, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never had one myself. I, I like I like our very neutral yeah, I mean, we're kind of a Midwest yeah, sounding. Yeah, I think you could, if they ever want to switch over how the BBC sounds so they don't sound so Englishy, right? then I think you and I would be the archetype of a clean, neutral way of speaking. Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of voiceovers for history stuff. I could see that. And um, and so I, you know, I could kind of tell it was a weird conversation, but then so I, you know, it kind of piqued my interest, if you P-I-Q-U-E-D. will. P-I-Q-U-E-D. And... The mom was like, well, I, I only want $20. And the guy was like, you know, well, it's okay because there's a lever. And I was like, what? What are they saying? I think that this may have been the first time that these two have ever pumped gas. Well. I know. I know Pennsylvania. And no, I know New, New Jersey. Jersey and New- I know all the rules and everything up there. But 
Um, and it sounded kind of New Jersey-esque, the accent. Right. But she was saying, like, I only want $20. And he was trying to explain to her that you could stop and start the pump whenever right. you wanted. And he was explaining to her that, look, you can control how much. I mean, I thought either they're, they might be from another planet. Sure. They might just be Yankees, which, I mean. Same. Yeah. Six in one hand. Yeah. I mean, they're. But he was he was explaining to her how you could control the flow of gas with this contraption he was holding in right. his hand. And I was just dumbfounded. And so, of course, you know, I stopped down what I was doing and watched. Right. And while he was talking to her like he was the expert, it still became apparent to me that he wasn't exactly sure what he was doing. Right. Because he was he kept stopping and starting and stopping and starting. And I think he was afraid that the pump was just going to go out on its own and do uh -huh. whatever it wanted. But she could, he kept trying to explain to her and she could not understand how you could control A, how much gas you put in the car and B, how much it was going to cost. Because after he was explaining to her, you could control how much gas you put in the car. Then he was trying to explain to her how that also affected the price. Right. How it measured, it actually calculated. Like how there's a relationship between the amount of gallons that are going to go in and, and the, the currency, the, the total price that you're going to pay. That's fascinating. And this is happening in Texas. Yeah. So I walked right over, knocked her clean out. Right. As, as you will. Took, you know, took the pump or took the, uh, what do you call it? Now I'm sounding like the an nozzle. Idiot. No, not the nozzle. Took the, um, I don't know. Help me out here. I don't know what you're grabbing. The hose? The hose. I took the hose from him, slapped him across the face with it, tried to explain to him the whole situation. I mean, he seemed a little confused about what was going on, but I think I finally kind of got him straight. And I finished, you know, I, I finished pumping their gas. I got their windshield all clean, got them back in their, you know, vehicle. Check the oil. Checked the oil, got the brake fluid just right, had them sign the credit card slip, and they were on their way. Well, I need to do my brakes. But I hope that they made a beeline north of the Mason-Dixon. Got back to Jersey? We don't see them again. Well, like like you alluded to, New Jersey and... Used to be Oregon, but that's changed, Oregon right? changed. The last time I was working in Oregon, it was still that way, but I think that just recently changed. And that was a pain in the ass because, number one, far fewer gas stations than what we have. Like, we got to, you can't throw a dead cat without hitting a gas station. Right. Which Whereas we've tried. We've tried many times. There would be convenience stores with no pumps. That's just, which insane. is wrong. Yeah. And so you had to be very cognizant, and that's difficult when you're in a different state traveling for work. Okay, where are the gas stations? You know, where can I just, cause you can't just pull over and fill up wherever, especially if you're going to the airport or something, you want to fill up the rental car again so you don't get charged $17 a gallon. I mean, if I pulled up a convenience store and there was no gas pump, I would probably just completely derobe and start walking down the street with what, a fried pie. You know what bothers me? And there's one. Chiggers? Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. But. What bothers me is when people call a convenience store a C store. I've never heard that. There is one prominently a C store. A C store. It's actually labeled that in signage right off of seventy five, right before you get on to six thirty five. Really? Yeah. We got to burn that thing down. And I've seen it in other places, and I was like, "What in the fuck are you people talking about? Do they have gas? 
Yeah, some of them. What are they? I mean, I mean why are why do you need? I, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. If somebody knows. Is that the name of the store? I think it's more of a shortened, like they're just not wanting to say convenience. But that one off of six thirty five and seventy five, it literally says C space store. Are you sure they don't sell other stuff in there? I think they sell. Wow. I'll bleep that. Coming in hot there, so to speak. <laughs> and wet. Boy, I'm not buying a fried pie from there. <laughs> Maybe it might be the best <laughs> fried pie ever. You talk about heated. And I need to take the time to say that I do feel bad that we didn't pay homage to Mrs. Baird's, but let's... I mean, our discussion was focused on compare and contrast. Yeah, it was a it was a one on one. It wasn't a battle royale, right? I mean, we were focused on Little Debbie and Hostess. We understand that. I think we would all agree, and we're going to speak for Heavy because he is too busy to get his ass over here. That the Mrs. Baird's fried pie is the goat. I, I am agnostic on the fried pie because I don't eat it. Man, we got to fix that. Not even the chocolate. No, not even the chocolate. Now. I will say... I know you don't like the fruit, but you got to do the chocolate. So, without a doubt, without any doubt, the Zero best doubt. white bread in the world is Mrs. Baird's. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's let's get that out of the way before anybody... Even better before they changed it. Yes. Old school definitely was better, but... Split top. Yes. And Vernon telling us all about it. I want to know Vernon's backstory. Mrs. Baird's cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah. That is the best thing of their mm. snack line. That is legit. That right there, I could eat that whole tray. That, oh, they're that, so good, man. They are so good. And it's taking me to a place right now. Oh, yeah. That was my youth. I mean, you were living good when you had those. Oh, that was special occasion. We would have some of the most miserable boy scout campouts it could rain and we would just be soggy and cold and wet and we always planned on our sunday morning meal being something that we didn't have to cook and it was always oh. mrs baird's and wait for it sunny d oh man i cannot do sunny d you it's like awful. that no but when you oh, have, it's like it, drinking eggs well first off it's cheaper than regular orange juice oh yeah back, it's back like, then it was like 32 cents a gallon and we were always had to come in under budget for our meals. You know, we had like five dollars. There's nothing a cheap pop. about that Baird's. Well, we splurged for the okay. Mrs. Baird's. I can I can accept that. And we sacrificed with the Sunny D because you're going to spend ninety percent of your budget on the Baird's. Yeah, and that's what we went with. And it didn't matter how horrible if we had lost somebody, if a bear had attacked or whatever, if Heavy had a Sucking chest wound from falling on a stump. Happened more than once. At, at least three times that we know of. We always had that Mrs. Baird's to look forward to. Man, they're so good. And that's one of those things that you pay a little bit more, but it's worth it. But yeah, that was, that's legit. I don't care for the cherry version. I don't think I've even ever had the cherry version. It's not as common, but they are out there. And I think there was an apple version too. Yeah. That sounds familiar. But uh, just the regular old school, that was great. Uh, Mrs. Baird's Powdered Donuts, also. Also good. Although, like we talked about before, I prefer the chocolate. 
I prefer the chocolate, and I think the Hostess chocolate is better than the Mrs. Baird's chocolate. The Hostess chocolate is solid. I've never even tried that. What are those other ones, like the coconut yeah, or the it, yeah. Samoa-looking? Yeah, yeah I, I don't even, care for those. I don't even look that way, but the cho- I prefer the chocolate to the powder. Nothing wrong with the powder. Right. But the chocolate is where it's at. And Mrs. Baird's chocolate cupcake never did stand up to the hostess cupcake the hostess cupcake is legit it was moisture and moisture is important moist in this in this world yeah in this day and age in the sea store world you moist, want you want moist yeah yeah you did um what other mrs baird snack offerings were there hmm. i i think about this a lot is that why you're pulling out your catalog of Mrs. Baird's products? Well, I don't know if this one's still up to date. This is like circa 79. That's up to date for anything we do. That's true. I had somebody try to convince me one time that the Sunbeam was superior to the Mrs. Baird. Get the fuck out of here. I think he's the same guy that was trying to pump that gas. Oh, I bet. Now, speaking of Yankees, Ginsburg did chime in about the Tasty Cake. Which I line. haven't had, but I know you have. I have, and I worked in Philadelphia for almost four years, and that's ubiquitous up there. Uh, and they started selling them down here a little bit. Uh, they're okay. They got some different things that are. Is that a, is that a brand? Yeah, it's a brand. Okay. Yeah. So they make all kinds of stuff. Just they like make Hostess all kinds of stuff, and, and then they make some things that are a little bit different, like some butterscotch things. And I mean, it's it's different. It's okay. Their cupcakes are. Their cupcakes now that they make at Tasty Cake were probably not as good as the old school Hostess cupcake. Mm-hmm. But after Bimbo bought right. Hostess or saved them or whatever, I would say they're about neck and neck now. Okay, but there's a lot of there's a lot of different there, there's I think a more variety for the Tasty Cake than the Hostess. I'll tell you what, since I we had the discussion about the little Debbie. I've paid more attention to Little Debbie lately because I hadn't been generally buying a whole lot of Little Debbie stuff. I feel really bad that I forgot about the fudge round. The fudge round? Because we hammered those. But they're, they got a lot more stuff now. I think Little Debbie has always taken the cake for more variety. Yeah, for sure. But they've really expanded it even really? more. What I saw, else have they got now? I, can't, I saw some stuff that was like, oh, what the hell is this? I've never even seen it. Man, they maybe I need to go back and revisit. Variations of Cosmic Brownies. and uh, You remember those? They used to do those Swiss rolls, but they were like a strawberry kind? Yeah, they had that. What were I those saw called? That. Were they called Swiss rolls? Or no, were they they're called not called Swiss different? rolls. They're called something different, and they're like a golden. Those were pretty good. Had a little white cream right, and a little, and a little strawberry. strawberry in there. But yeah, I bought uh, and ate a box of oatmeal cream pies after our... We recorded that That's episode. It's a nice standard, the oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. They used to be heavier on the cream. Yeah, I did notice that. You they, mentioned that in yeah. that episode, and I did also notice that. I would, cut, they've cut back on the cream, and that ain't ever good. I'd be curious on the fudge round if it's also suffered the same. Probably. So I, I may, my next Little Debbie box purchase may be the fudge round. And you were you a fan or not a fan of the Star Crunch? I, I I like it. I never was like I gotta have the Star Crunch. I ate a lot more of the oatmeal cream pies. Okay. Now I have bought a box of ding dongs and if we wanna have a As hot you will. have a hot ding dong episode if we want to fire up your grill. I mean I'm always up for a ding dong. We can do that live. <laughs> Periscope. 
There are people that asked for it, yeah. By people, I think you just mean understand, man. I mean, yeah, he had a hand in his own fate, yeah. Well, I'm a, I mean, I'm a fan of the Ding Dong and the Twinkie, like we talked about yeah. before. I think the Twinkie used to be a lot bigger. Yeah. And, and shrunk. Fluffier. I, I, and the, ding, the best Ding Dong were the foil Ding Dongs. Oh, absolutely. And that foil was like molecule thin. Yeah, it was like mylar level. Yeah, it was so thin. So good. Better time. Yes, indeed. I watched some old Hostess video uh, commercials on YouTube when I was pulling audio and this one girl's eating a Twinkie, and I swear it's as big as my dick. <laughs> I think that's about what they are now. Oh, uh, no, good point. <laughs> I don't that think too. it changed a whole lot. Well, boy, we've <laughs> mumbled through this episode. That's what we do, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a matter of us trying to make each other laugh. We're sorry. Yeah. You get what you pay for, people. We so, rehashed a lot of the old... Hostess and well, we did. Debbie talk. We but, did have a vocal majority of one percent of our audience wanted Mrs. Baird's talk. That's right. We, you know, those of you calling out for Mrs. Baird's, we're trying to, we're trying to throw meat to the lions. And if anything, I would like to think that we are responsive to our listeners' input. Yeah, I mean that's why we're here. We're oh, here for you. Absolutely. We're not here for one another. Now, Heavy's here for himself, but we uh, totally. are here for you. Yes. The people that actually care about you, the ones that are actually here recording tonight, we care about you, the listener. Heavy just wants the adoration of the listener. Right. I mean, we're, I mean, dare I say, sacrificing ourselves for the listener. I think that's an accurate portrayal. Where he's, you know, off in Cabo somewhere I, with half, a, half I, a shirt on. He is not in Cabo, first off. He's only been to Mexico one, well, <laughs> twice that I know of, and did not go well. Did not go well, <laughs> especially the second time. Um, you don't want to drop heavy into anywhere where he can quickly get himself into a whole lot of trouble. No. Uh, so I have a feeling he is. Can you imagine him dropped into Cabo, speaking his Spanglish, just. Look, I would walking through the neighborhood. I don't like reality TV, but I would watch a world travel show with heavy. Yeah. Like that. What is that? What's that idiot, idiot abroad? Yeah. yeah. We, we need an idiot abroad version with heavy. And that would, that's where we make our second million. Yeah. That would be great. I mean, we would have to lay in a pretty sizable fund to pay bribes to get him out of situations. Hashtag Tevas. <laughs> I will. I will give this to Heavy. When he gets settled in on something, he sticks with the bit. Right. So, and I've always kind of thought about that, and always wondered about when I was a kid. It always seemed like, especially you know, we grew up with a lot of older people, grandparents, great grandparents, great aunts, great uncles, all that stuff. It always seemed that people at some point picked how they were going to dress for the rest of their life. And that was it. And that was it. Yeah. And you always kind of wonder, like, did these clothes just last a lot longer back then? Or were there still stores selling some of these specific things? Right. And I think it was the all the polyester and stuff that just lasted, you know, those polyester Lee. Oh, man. You know. Yeah, those things that last a lifetime and a half. But it, And I'm, I'm probably as guilty as anybody that I still dress pretty much like I always dressed, so I think it just naturally happens. But heavy, like you said. He settled on in at about 15. Yeah, about that, yeah. And he just hunkered down. And maybe about 19. 
Because, you know, he, he adopted the polar fleece. <laughs> well, that's true. He expanded just a hair. That one that he was wearing that, that one night when it was still cold from well, 1993. He will go Southwest motif on you. Now, do you remember, and this is a long time ago. Well, he's going to hate this episode. Yeah, well, that's what he gets for not showing no up. No shit. Back in the day of the uh, nylon windsuit. <laughs> Which... Was way too popular for way too long a period and of time. And I never had those. I, I avoided that somehow, being kind of outside the, the circle. Yeah, I can't say I didn't own one or two, but, but I did let it go with the 80s. I, I think I remember having some uh, some windsuit. With some white sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> some ponies. Rocking some capas. Oh, capas. Wow. That's a throwback. That's even before the windsuit. <laughs> it's parachute pants time. Middle school heavy and some capas. Is, <laughs> we need to throw that up as cover art for the next episode. Uh, no, I, I, I uh, am honoring just a, a gentleman's code. That I'm not ever going to use any early pictures of us. Any pictures of us at all. Because, you know, you sent out... Or he sent out the picture of you at the uh, birthday party with with the chili bowl haircut that I right. instantly tarted, started turning into memes for us. Yes, that was pretty fantastic. One, but, you know, he did that wonderful job of disguising himself when he sent out that one photo from that, Ticket Sock. <sighs> <laughs> it's a shame that we can't. What we need to do though is Photoshop shop out one of those old pictures of him just to where people can get an idea of the. The curls. curls. <sighs> so many curls. And, you know, early on, it was curls all over. Oh, yeah. And then it got to where it was, it was just, just high and tight and yeah. then curls in the back. Oh, the curls in the back. But, yeah, when he was real little, it was... Oh, it was... the fro It wasn't a fro, but it was a mop. You know, it was a... God, it was so luxurious. He was a really good-looking kid. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I think... You are the best looking of us as an adult, but heavy up till about 1990. He had like a, a he had a, a nice Epstein quality about his hair, too, that fully curled everywhere. Right. But when he, you know, he'd get it cut, cut down, mow that thing down well, a little bit. Mulleted. Yeah. Have you ever thought about how we didn't call it a mullet? Oh, no. I mean, everybody had mullets and just didn't, we just, didn't, yeah, we didn't know it was a mullet. Yeah, it wasn't like a word for it even. It was fascinating. It was just a cowboy cut. Yeah, just that's just what everybody had. Have some curls flowing out of the back of that cowboy well, yeah, hat. now if you cowboy, you went with the perm. You oh. even got it. And that's got it. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that because I never had a perm. I had wavy <laughs> hair, but I never had a perm. I would love to have seen some of those guys that we know. Oh, Yeah. Go in there and cowboy get up, cowboy and just up, permit. sit at the beauty parlor and get a perm. Boy, the juxtaposition of them trying to be such a cowboy badass and getting a perm. My yeah. hair was always so straight, I never had to worry about right. it. But and heavies was always so curly, yeah, he didn't just have naturally. to worry about getting a no. perm. But we certainly had a, the buddies that were, yeah. I mean, shit kickers getting a perm. Yep, lots of them. Oh, I remember that. I don't know if you remember this, but that. We had as many cowboys as we had. We had we had our share of wannabe cowboys sure. too, and we had one guy in high school that was so desperate to be a real cowboy that the lawman one time caught him in the parking lot bashing his license plate 
with a hammer trying to make make like it look. Like he'd been trying to hit, hitch up. Like a trailer had messed up his license plate. Who was plate. that? I'll, you, I'll bleep it. It was. No shit. No shit. He was the same guy that drove around for about two years with a hay fork on the back of his truck, and he ain't never seen a round bell of hay in his life, uh, that except is, from the road. Yeah, that is hilarious. That's funny. That that's we had him. I'd never heard that. That's oh. that's top notch right there. If you're if you're if you're hitting your license plate with that's a hammer, desperate. you're really trying. You're going for that authentic look a little too hard. Wow. Well, it makes sense. It's it's the same guy driving around with that. I think oh, yeah. he, I think he may have bought that truck with a hay with fork the, on, on it, it just for that. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. No, leave it on there. I'll keep. Well, wouldn't you get nervous back in the day, too, driving behind one of those, those Fuck old yeah. things? You knew at any moment they were going to fall. It's like Faces of Death, 903 style. Somebody just spot welded on a winch onto the... Yeah. Travis is going to appreciate this part of the program. Well, you know, we've got more. I think we are up to like 4%. Oh, yeah, we're picking up, up for, a couple other hay lovers. talk, yeah, yeah. so... Uh, we like to call ourselves, and we're just kind of... I mean, we're still spitballing the idea, but we're thinking about maybe changing our name to Farmers Only. Farmers, it's just, yeah, it's just an idea we got. It, we're gonna we're spitballing. Yeah, we're, I mean, just we're kicking just, it around. Yeah, we're workshopping it, but it, it it it's kind of got a ring to it, you know. It's it's catchy. Maybe we get even started, you know, a way to people to meet. Oh hell, that never worked. Yeah. All right. Well, email us your thoughts about Mrs. Baird's mullets, whatnot. To can you hear me pod at gmail.com and I guess we'll talk to you later. I'm gonna title this episode Hay Forks and Hairdos. That works. Bye. Adios. Every athlete has two left feet. See, you've got a front half for control and a back half for support. That's why we make caper shoes with two independent lacing systems. One to fit the front and one to fit the back. So when you lace on a pair of caper shoes, you're shoeing to move better. Only shoe made to fit both halves of your foot. Make it radical. Hey, make a grocery. Hey, anybody thirsty? Okay, we got OJ. Some purple stuff, some soda, Sunny Delight. I'll try Sunny Delight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good stuff. It's got healthy junk. So what? Hey, guys. All right. Yeah. Megan, our name is B. Thanks. Sunny Delight. Kids get the taste. Moms get the credit. And World Class Championship Wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas.